Welcome back to Bleacher Brawls, the home of the greatest rivalry in professional sports between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. This is your off-season midweek show, your Tuesday night, Wednesday morning show. And we've got the full crew here tonight. My name is Pat. These guys are letting me host. Uh, I'm here with Derek and Michael and Joey. We're going to talk all the things that we talk on the show. Little Sox, little Yanks, little baseball world at large by playing one of our favorite games, Fair or Foul. We're going to get to that in a second. I'm going to start, as I always do, by uh, doing our first pitch, checking with these guys, see how they're doing. Michael, I'm going to go to you first. Michael, it is so nice to finally meet you and finally podcast with you. I think we are the the last combination of people on the crew to have finally met up uh, and, and recorded together, and uh, and I'm, I'm happy to be doing it with you. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Uh, it I was going to say, I think, what is this, like, going on, like, at least – four or five months i think i've been i've been with the show so i was gonna say long overdue but uh yes glad to finally meet you um you know just got over the uh, whole thanksgiving rush uh before you know it i think uh, christmas will be here so uh, it's been a little crazy had some family in from new jersey um but kind of calmed down today it was the first like normal day back um until like i realized like oh i haven't even started christmas shopping so uh, I can't really relax. I gotta, I gotta get put the pedal to the metal before that comes around. But other than that, good, good to go. Joey, have you done your Christmas shopping yet? Are Is it you for there? Me? Yes, you're Joey. Oh, oh, I, I was like, I was like, why would you ask me? No, I haven't done any Christmas shopping. Actually, <laughs> dude, Christmas. That's why I would ask you. Yeah. Wait. Do you do you shop? I mean, I, mean, I know you do because you're a real adult. But like, Derek, do you like shop for things for Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. I, buy, I buy my father a gift. I buy my mother yeah. oh, a gift. I, I have my, I have a gift for my gift. Pat, don't 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 mess with me because I will buy you a gift. You know I will. <laughs> I don't need a gift. I, actually, I I, I no, buy gifts for my mom. My no, no, we'll talk about later. So, four people today. Today I'm at work, and I'm at lunch, and I'm I'm having lunch with these three with these three with with these three women, and you know we're sitting down, we're having lunch or whatever. We get up, and then one of them goes. You know, Joey. Uh, you know, some. You know, something's happening tomorrow. And I go, "What? What's happening tomorrow?" She goes, "You know, tomorrow's my birthday." And for some reason, you know, the wires in my brain crossed, and I said, "Oh, oh, I'm getting you a gift. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting you a gift." And then I walked away into my office. So I got kind of, you know, put myself in a hole because now I have to get her a gift because I told her I was going to get her a gift, and you can't not get her a gift if you tell her you're going to get her a gift. So I bought her a gift. It's a nice card. I wrote a very funny message in it. You know, we want to we want to stay authentic here to the brand. So you have that. And then what's this with NBA in-season tournament? I just heard about this. It's terrible. Shouldn't be allowed. Right? It's a disgrace to the game. Having a second tournament within the season, like a second playoffs? That's insane. Who approved that? I think NBA is a total joke. Um, they should do other things to make their regular season not boring and meaningful, probably like by decreasing the amount of teams in the playoffs. But they are... You know, they don't care. They don't care about competitiveness. They just care about facilitating the egos of the various stars of the game, like LeBron James and Stephen Curry and all these other people who have these big egos. That's who they live to serve. They don't live to serve the fan. You know, they'll have 80 teams in the playoffs. We'll have 80 teams in the NBA and all of them will make the playoffs. All right. It's a travesty. But I'm also totally flabbergasted uh, at the success in college of my friend Derek. His grades are just excellent. He has the best grades. And I was I saw his report card. I saw his report card, and I was thinking all D's, and he's just showing me. He's just showing me B's. You know, I'm just getting B's and A's from Derek. So I'm I, I have pretty much all A's and B's. So yeah, I, I'm I, so happy for you. So. 
I'm doing well. I feel good, man. Uh, Pat, I have a great story to tell you after this. I almost got nothing. You know, I won't even want to talk about it, but I love you guys. I'm excited to talk baseball. And let's get going, guys. Joey, I, I do want to say the gift I want you to get me this holiday season is please turn your cell phone ringer off because it's been pinging and we can all hear it. <laughs> okay. It's like I'm a cab driver. I'm Typical always Joey. Phone calls and texts during the show. You know, it's just it's all day. Derek, 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 you're up. Your first pitch. Oh Let's gosh. play this game. Let's go. Yeah, I'm the actual responsible. Yeah, Joey, yeah, go buy some, go buy presents, okay, Joey? She's. Um, I already got some presents picked out. I've done half of mine. I'm buying presents for four people. I've already got two of them picked out, um, including my grandmother, which I'm getting her a giant fly swatter that's like three feet long. <laughs> well, now Grandma knows because she listens to the show. She no, knows she what she's getting. She doesn't listen. <laughs> She doesn't know what a podcast is. She's like, what's a podcast? I'm like, I, I'm like, I try and explain it. What? I she bet your grandmother would love my takes a lot more than yours. That is not true. <laughs> that is definitely not true. Joe is um, contrary. No, so right, I, I'm having a uh, yeah situation that I told the guys before. You guys don't hear it, but essentially this chance, pending concert, someone has COVID, so you be, don't need COVID again, because I had COVID. But January of last year, which was Tis terrible. So, yeah, yippee. Um, although I don't have symptoms, um, my nose is messed up, but that's not a symptom because my nose is already messed up. So, <laughs> that's my nose has been messed up for a long time and it's still messed up. So, I still can barely breathe out of my nose, regardless. All right, guys, uh, let's play fair or foul. We're going to one whole episode of fair or foul tonight because it's one of our favorite games. Uh, it's a simple game. It's a yes or no. Okay. It isn't agree or disagree. I'm going to say a statement. These guys are going to tell me if that statement is fair or foul. Get it. It's baseball themed. It's kitschy. Okay. Uh, we have some socks and some yanks, some baseball world at large, and then, um, even little NFL stuff. Um, if we can get to it. So I'm going to have these guys, uh, go quick so that we can get to it. We're going to start with, uh, what I think is the biggest Yankees news right now. It's not real news. The biggest Yankees rumors right now is the name Juan Soto. It keeps coming up. Juan Soto, Juan Soto, Juan Soto. So I'm going to start with the statement. The Yankees will trade for Juan Soto. Michael, I've got to go to you first as the resident Yankees fan. Yankees trade for Juan Soto. Is that fair or foul? Um... <laughs> I, I, I want to say I want to say foul just be, and I mean like don't get me wrong it'd be great like he's a left-handed powerhouse probably one of the top five bats in the game I mean I think he would do well in the Bronx um, however I mean like I don't know if I'm necessarily ready to have a fifth player on a major contract like we are I mean we're kind of just going deep and you know the, the, the more contracts you sign like that the lesser your depth's going to be um, I still think we need more pitching than I think most Yankees will fans will come to realize. So, I mean, I mean, I think it's great. I don't want to necessarily give up Dominguez for him, which if I'm San Diego, that's my, that's my cutoff. If you're not giving me Dominguez, I'm, you know, what else are you going to give me? Um, so I don't know. I don't want to give him up for it. I know he's about to get Tommy John. It is what it is. I guess at this point, I'm going to say, <laughs> can I say foul tip? <laughs> Cause I mean, like I, I, I want it to happen. Don't get me wrong. I, I buy his jersey, um, but if it doesn't happen, I think the Yankees might be in better shape to maybe succeed in the long run. So we'll see. Uh, time will tell. 
I think that perfectly sums up the Yankees' perspective. Yeah, it would be awesome, but is it the best idea? I don't know. Derek, the Yankees trade for Juan Soto, will trade for Juan Soto. Fair or foul? I think it's foul. Um, I don't think it makes sense for them. I don't think Juan Soto fixes their problems um, as great as he is. Uh, he might hit like 500 at Yankee Stadium, considering the fact that he's going to walk at nine out of every 10 plate appearances probably. I don't know. Um, but the Yankees have more problems than Juan Soto can fix. Um, and and remember, he's only a rental, too. Like, it's not a guarantee that he's going to sign there long-term, even if you do trade for him. So I think for that sense, it doesn't. in that case, like, because of that doesn't make sense. Uh, also, too, like, I, I do want to say this. I think there are a lot of Yankees fans who have been a little delusional this offseason so, in the social media bubble. Uh, we're going to get two of Soto, Bellinger, and Yamamoto. No, you're not. Like, like, I, there are Red Sox fans who are delusional too, but, you know, there's always delusion. But I've seen it enough where I'm just like, okay, what are we doing here? Like, because the Yankees, I, I put this uh, in my uh, column last week, actually. They're in a really interesting spot. A lot of high-paid players, but also a lot of young players as well um, coming in. So where they how they balance that and what pieces they add, it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, and how much are they going to be willing to rely on young players? And how much are they going to be like, we're not relying on them, we're bringing in proven pieces. But then how much do those proven pieces cost in that situation? I think they're going to be a very intriguing team to see what happens. But I don't think Soto makes sense for them. Joey, the Yankees will trade for Juan Soto, fair or foul? Totally foul. Totally foul. Although I think the only realistic part of that is that the Yankees might make a decision bad enough to like blow up the team in order to get Juan Soto. Listen, I don't think Dominguez is that valuable of a prospect either way. If I was the Yankees, I would be willing to trade Dominguez. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. That's just my personal opinion. But uh, no, he's not going to go to the Yankees. The Yankees can't afford him. The Yankees can't sign a mega deal. I, I don't understand why. I mean, uh, was it Heyman that said the Yankees are going to get like two of I, I, Soto, Bellinger, and someone else? Heyman's on his knees in front of Cashman anyways. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, Derek has some edge to him. Can we just talk about the new Derek? Look at his new haircut. He's just got this edge. It's I love it. I, I love it. The Yankees can't afford a big mega deal right now. They absolutely cannot. And they're not going to trade for Soto unless they can extend him. Although, tell me you wouldn't love this, Pat. Tell me you wouldn't love this. The Yankees blow up their farm system to trade for Juan Soto. And then Soto refuses to sign an extension with them and he leaves. Wouldn't you love to see that? Uh, of course I would. And, you know, I think... Uh... I thought it was risky a year and a half ago when it was two and a half years of Juan Soto because the guy's great, but then what are you going to do? Well, San Diego has found themselves in this exact ridiculous situation of they chose the wrong guy. They signed Xander Bogarts, Manny Machado, and Fernando Tatis to giant mega deals. And um, for various reasons, those are all bad, varying levels of bad contract. And the guy that they're going to let walk is Juan Soto. Um, that makes no sense to me. And I think that, you know, you're going to find a team that's going to be equally um, in trouble if he gets traded um, this offseason. Looks like people are going to push, but, uh, or excuse me, the Padres are going to push, but I think that people just really need to be smarter than that. So that, that's my foul answer. Anyway, I think 
if you have any more, Joey, take that as a no. Okay. Uh, next one. We're going to head over to the Red Sox. It is the Red Sox will sign Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Derek, is that fair or foul that they will get Yamamoto and win the Yamamoto sweepstakes? I think it's fair because I think it's like in a legitimate realm of possibilities. I think with I think with Soto, he doesn't like fully fit the Yankees. He's just more of like a big name that the Yankees would just be getting him for a big name, but not a hundred percent being the best fit. I mean, the White Sox need a front of the line starter. Um, and Yamamoto Yamamoto is gonna is what he's a top guy on the free agent market. Um, regardless, I think even before Nola was off the market, Yamamoto was still a higher free agent. Would have been a high, I would have ranked him higher than the Nola anyways. Um, so he's the best free agent pitcher on the market. He's a starter. He's only twenty five, which would allow the White Sox to go for that extra long deal that they have been very hesitant to, especially since Dombrowski has left. David Price for seven years. Um, I'm talking about free agent, not extensions. Um, and Yamamoto's ex- some expecting to get like as much as nine or ten years. So, uh, but him being 25 would allow the Red Sox to do that because the Red Sox have been very adamant on not wanting to pay guys until they're 30, 38, 39, 40, 41. Um, but if you were to give Yamamoto a 10 year deal, it only takes him through his age 35 season. So it's a little bit of different circumstances there. Um, so I think it's a legitimate possibility, which is why I believe it's fair. Um, although I'm not like guaranteeing it's happening, but I think it's fair because it is a legitimate possibility and he fits the Red Sox needs exactly. And one of his best friends in Masataka Yoshida does play for the Red Sox, which I don't think will hurt. Joey, Yamamoto signs with the Red Sox fair or foul? I think totally fair. I don't think there's very many teams that can take on a Yamamoto deal right now. I think the Red Sox can, I think LA can, and the Mets can, I guess in theory, although it shouldn't be financially possible, but if the guy is willing to spend what he's been willing to spend, that's what might happen. Um, about earlier, you guys talked about the delusional fan. I think the reason why we've talked a lot about the delusional fans this season, and I'm sometimes one of them, is because this free agent class is very top-heavy. You have three or four great, great quality guys, right? Like a great top five. And then you really got a big gap and then the rest. There's not a lot of mid or above average players in this free agent market. And I think this causes a lot of uh, fans who are seeing gaps in their team to suggest that we're going to get two or three of these top five guys. I think it's the, I think it's a reflection of the market. So because people are thinking Yamamoto, Otani, Snell, like these are the free, these are the top free agents, and they can't think of any of these middle guys. Then they're like, "Well, we have to get three of these big guys in order to have a good team." Yamamoto, I think it's kind of next to insane to give someone who's never played a major league game uh, ten years. I think that's that's next to insane. I don't think it's totally crazy. And while we did win a World Series with Dice K, it, you know, it didn't end up going very well with him. But I don't think the Red Sox have a choice at this point. At the very least, he has less mileage on his arm than a lot of these other free agent starting pitchers that we're going to see. He's 25 years old. He's one in three Japanese uh, Cy Youngs. If we're going to take a shot on someone, it should be this guy. The Yankees signed Cole. Right, LA's got their guys that they've had. Kershaw, I mean, that's not happening anymore you know, as much. But... 
Philly's got Philly's got their guy. The Red Sox need to have their bona fide star ace to, to a mega contract. It's got to happen. And if it's not going to happen this year, who's it going to be with? Is it going to be with some guy going into his 31, 32 season? If we're going to if we're going to take a chance, and maybe it's risky, if we're going to take a chance, it should be on Yamamoto. And I can see the Red Sox organization pulling in that trigger, not just because they feel immense fan pressure, but also because I believe that you can go to a guy like Yamamoto and say, hey, how many of the Japanese baseball players have won a World Series, right? And the Japanese pitchers. I mean, you got like Ichiro won a World Series. And I think Daisuke with us, and that's pretty much all I can think of off the top of my head. We have a great relationship with Japanese baseball here in Boston. And also you have his friend Matsutaka Yoshida on the team who will add some comfortability for him and allow him to play. And also one other thing, he goes to L.A., He's not going to be the star on that LA team. You know, there's Mookie Betts. He goes to the Mets. You got a ton of stars on the Mets. He comes to Boston. He's going to be, you know, next to Devers as one of the stars on the team. And I think that's a factor. I do also want to add real quick before I forget to. Uh, Yamamoto's achievements in the NPB. This is before he's 20, turned 26 years old. Four ERA titles. Four strikeout titles. Three Triple Crowns, three Sawamura Awards, which is the Japanese equivalent of the Cy Young, three Pacific League MVPs, three Best Nine Awards, three Gold Gloves, three Pennants, one Japan Series Championship, one WBC Championship, one Premier 12 Championship, and one Olympic Gold, Olympic gold Medal. The guy is one of the most decorated pitchers, pitchers in MPB history. Hasn't even turned 26. That's outrageous. Just want to hop in here real quick, Joy. I think you meant Hideki Matsui is the uh, is the world. He was the World Series MVP uh, for the Yankees in '09. Um, Michael um, Yamamoto goes to the Red Sox. Your final word: fair or foul? Um, I will. I I went back and forth on this because I think it makes a lot of sense. But at the end of the day, I will say foul, just because I think this comes down to money more than anything. And I think there are maybe, in better words, dumber owners than maybe the Red Sox owner, because I think someone like, you know, the, the guy who owns the Mets is willing to spend whatever it takes to get him, whether it's to get him better or get himself in the news. I think there are owners like that that are going to want to make a splash and have already pretty much said that, you know, they, that that's who they want, um, which I guess who doesn't want this kid? Like, you know, Derek was mentioning all the accolades. In my personal opinion, um, I mean, I was kind of feeling what Joey was saying is 10 years is kind of insane. Just And for the biggest thing is, like, he hasn't faced major league batters. And I know, like, it's pretty close down there. I know Japan, you know, that's not, you know, they're not too shabby. But it's still, like, I think a, a level above. And I just, I think if he went somewhere like New York or Boston, I, I you know, is the pressure going to get to him? Like, if he goes to Boston and he is one of the only stars, like with Devers, is, you know, if, if they don't have the best starts or if he starts off a little shaky, is he going to hear the noise? You know, that's something I always worry about as a Yankees fan because we've seen players who have excellent careers before and after New York, but when they come to New York, sometimes the bright lights get to them. Um, so that's something I guess kind of been tossing around um, throughout the day, I guess. But, and all in all, I think it's been a bidding war, um, and I think he might land somewhere like the Mets, unfortunately. Um, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I'm going to say foul. I think that there's going to be a good push here. Um, 
because of all the reasons that these guys have mentioned, but they're not going to bring in a new uh, head of baseball operations and then immediately let him do something that they don't agree with. And so there's going to be a line in the sand, I think. And I think other teams are going to be willing to go past that line financially. Um, And so I think that they will just lose out in the bidding war, but I think that they will definitely be a part of that conversation. Uh, Michael, I'm going to go right back to you. The news of the day, uh, Cody Bellinger wins the National League uh, Comeback Player of the Year Award. And he's one of those names that these fans have been talking about for the Yanks. So the fair or foul, Yankees will sign National League Comeback Player of the Year, Cody Bellinger. Fair or foul? Um, I'm going to say fair because I want to wish this into existence. Um, I think he is almost exactly kind of what we need. He's a lefty. I know Soto's a lefty. We talked about that. But he's going to be a lot cheaper. He's only three years older. Um, I think he's proved that, you know, he can win in a big market. I think as a rookie, he was with that, was it the 2018 Dodgers team um, that won the World Series? So I I think this is the answer, at least I want it to be. When you you go the cheaper route, you can maybe dish it out to depth that we need. We've obviously, throughout the season, the Yankees don't have much depth. So um, spread the wealth, maybe not pour it in on a soda like we talked about. That's, I want to say fair and wish it to an existence. I like it, Joey. Uh, the Yankees sign Cody Bellinger, fair or foul? Oh, I think I think the Cody Bellinger has Yankees written all over him, and I think it's going to be a wonderful disaster. Although I did pick Bellinger for a comeback season last year, which is why I drafted him on my fantasy team and all of that. You know, I am great at predicting things. I'm a great baseball mind. But besides all of that, Bellinger getting a seven year deal or I've talked, I've seen more absurd deals actually put on the table for him from the Yankees. And then pulling like an Ellsbury is I think like at least a 70% chance of what happens if he signs with them. He feels like a Yankee signing. I can already see him now clean shaven and a Yankees uniform and pinstripes. And I can already see him playing a hundred games a season, just like judge and Stan do. So I think it's perfect. I think if the Yankees could figure out a way to make the MLB season go from 162 to 100, I think they'd be the greatest team to ever live. But they just can't seem to figure out how to do that. Maybe they should lobby the league a little more, like how they lobby for rule changes and financial changes and for all the rules they break all of the time. Because I feel like if the Yankees had a 100-game season, they'd be unbeatable. Derek, there are two kinds of comeback player of the year. There's the guy who had a serious life-threatening illness and has come back from it, right? Liam Hendricks, Trey Mancini. Uh, then there's also the guy who just sucked for a while <laughs> and is now <laughs> and is now good again. And I love hearing Scott Bellinger. Boris's explanation of why Bellinger was so bad. Oh, it was because of his shoulder and wasn't at full strength and this and that and shoulder this and shoulder that. <laughs> you, know, it would, you know how Yankees it would be to sign a guy with injury history and for that injury history to go to come right back as soon as he signs with the Yankees. So you're saying ah, fair. I'm saying fair. Yes, yeah. very much so. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, to be fair, the Yankees could very much use a center fielder. Cody Bellinger can play center field. They need a lefty bat. Use a lefty bat. Um, and then whenever Rizzo decide, either gets another concussion maybe and like is done forever or just his contract's up or he's 
old or whatever whatever happens to Rizzo, Bellinger can eventually move to first base if needed. He can play left field if needed. Um, because we know Stanton's never playing left field ever again, um, unless the Yankees just want to injure him. Um, so I, I think it's fair. I think Bellinger fits fits their team. I think he can they can fit him in long term as well. Um, money wise, I mean, they're going over the luxury tax. Duh. I think they're they're already over. I think even if they don't sign anyone, um, so they're just going over. I mean, maybe not the smartest strategy considering how their year went last year, but. It's the Yankees. They're going to spend. It's what they do. Doesn't mean they're going to be great. No, but they're going to spend. So that's what they do. So I think if they got to sign someone, it's probably likely to be Bellinger. Um, but they also, like, it's like it's Cody Bellinger. Like, he'll find a way to get injured when he signs there. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll hurt his shoulder signing the, paper, signing the contract. I don't know. <laughs> Michael, I'm going to very, very lightly come to your defense here and say um, I think it's fun to pick on you guys because you guys are bad for the first time ever, and we've been historically bad, and it has made this fun. Um, we got to think like the Yankees are supposed to be good; they should be good, and I think a guy like Bellinger could be a part of that fix. You know, I agree that the injury stuff is a little risky, and I agree that he kind of just sucked for a while, and um, that's not a good sign. But he's also had flashes of brilliance, and uh, Rookie of the Year MVP had a comeback player of the year. I mean, the guy's racking up the resume. So if you get the right Cody Bellinger, I think that, you know, you're on the right track. And so I'm going to say fair. I think that's a, the exact kind of risk they should take. If it doesn't work, I mean, obviously – it's a lot, a lot of money, right? But if it doesn't work, you're in this same boat. If it does work, then it, it was a great signing. So I'm going to say fair, and um, I think that there could be something to that, um, even though obviously the three of us all want him to fail. Um, Joey, I'm going to go to you for this next one. This was your idea, and I cannot wait to hear your thoughts. I know you were just rattling them off, but I just want to hear what's going on in your Joey brain. Did he just disappear? <laughs> We just lost Joey. Uh, All right. Bye, I Derek. will blame it on college first. internet. Just come to me first. I'll go to you first. Oh, here he is. Hold on. Oh, here is Joey. Is oh, maybe, gosh. maybe. It, this it's going to be great listening for folks tomorrow as we yes. sit around and wait for Joey to come back to the show. There he is. Welcome back. Joey, I want to know what's going on in that Joey brain of yours. The Red Sox should bring back J.D. Martinez. Fair or foul? I think it's fair. The Red Sox need a right-handed hitter, and if we don't sign a full-time DH, why would JD be a bad option? It looks like Turner's going to ask for a multi-year deal. If we can get away with offering JD a single-season deal, why not? He was great here. Uh, he had some bad moments, but if we don't have a DH, we're not keeping Turner. It's for a seat, and it's for one season. It's not a bad way to save money and bring back a guy who could be absolutely great. Although I don't think it's realistic considering it seems like Breslow has said that he wants the team to just use the DH to rest players, which I hate and I'm against and I'm used to having a full-time DH. But it does seem like they're just going to go the route of using that as a as a rest spot, which I, which I don't like because they're going to end up babying Devers they're going to end up babying Devers. Devers is going to end up playing like 40 games a season at DH, and I'm going to hate it because he's like 26. 
So I feel like that's what's going to end up happening. Derek, the Red Sox should bring back J.D. Martinez fair or foul. This is like foul when you somehow hit the ball like directly backwards. And like in Little League, you hit it over the backstop and it goes back and then hits like someone's windshield where all the cars are parked. Like this is foul by a mile. Um, in my opinion, I don't see any reason why it's going to happen. I don't see any reason why it should happen. I understand JD had a great year, had a great year, but like we just had him in 22 and like it was not a great year. And like that was not a great team either. And that was not a great team in the clubhouse either. I don't really know if I want to bring those vibes back. Um, I don't want 2022 vibes around the team. Um, also too, I, I have other options I like more if you want to use the DH spot, um, such as, I don't know, Mitch Garver, who doesn't have to DH all the time, so you still would leave the DH spot open. I think for Texas last year, he played like 80 games, and about 60 of them, 65 of them were DHing. Um, so you realistically could have him DH, you know, a third to half of the games, and then you still would have the DH spot open for the majority of games to use how you see fit. So I think something like that would make more sense, um, much more sense, and it would align better with the Red Sox vision of not wanting to have a guy who you're stuck putting in the DH spot um, because it really hurts versatility, and especially, too, when you want to maybe get guys like Devers or Yoshida off their feet, um, especially Yoshida. Um, I think it can be a big help. Um, so for that, and I think, it's kind of, I think it just gives your team more versatility. Um, so I think that's what they're looking for. They're looking for more versatility. So I don't see why it's going to happen. I think it's foul. I'm going to say foul also. I feel like, Joey, even if you could convince me that on paper it's a good idea, you might be able to. I'm not totally against, like, the cheap guy for one year. I hear what you're saying. <clears throat> it's that guy who uh, uh, really just left on a sour note. I mean, he had a great um, career uh with us at the beginning of that contract and then towards the end just was not happy there and was very basically openly miserable and made that everyone else's problem and i feel like he wouldn't come even if we wanted him to um so i'm gonna say foul i i think um it was nice while it lasted but uh it's 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 over michael fairfowl the red sox should bring back jd martinez um, I'll keep it short. I think foul just for pretty much all the reasons you guys mentioned. Um, seems the older he gets, obviously, like any other player, you know, injuries start to happen. I, while you guys were talking, I pulled up just last year. He had looked like he had five different instances where he missed time uh, due to injuries. So I think he missed about 50 games around there, which still, like, I mean, his numbers weren't terrible. I mean, 33 home runs. I mean, I, I was impressed. I mean, maybe that's just the Yankee in me that <laughs> loves to see a good home run hitter, but, um, no, I think it's foul. I think there's way more better options. He's got to be in his maybe towards the end of the end of his 30s, maybe 36, 37, something like that. So um, better options, I think, just like you said, bad juju. You don't want to bring that bad juju, whether it's you know whether everyone forgets it or not. We're still gonna have some sour grapes. So I, I think it's just time to move on. I think he goes somewhere else for one cheap one-year deal, and he rides off into the sunset. Derek, I'll go to you for this next one. There's been a lot of news this past week. The the Cardinals have been making some moves. They've been uh, headed to the nursing home. They've been schmoozing some guys during the early bird dinner. They've picked up Kyle Gibson, Lance Lynn. Um, fair or foul, the St. Louis Cardinals rotation is set. They're done. 
they found their guys. Is that fair or is that foul? I want to, part of me wants to say it's foul, but like, it's the Cardinals. Like, I kind of think it might be fair. I think this is like the fair one where like, it's fair, like, it's like a little dribbler down the line and it just barely stays fair. Um, because this is like the least convincing fair. Um, I, the thing I for me is Sonny like, Gray. I cannot believe I got the obvious name and the Cy Young finalist. So you've got yeah. Sonny Gray, Miles Nicholas, Lance Lynn, Steven Matz, Kyle Gibson. Um, yeah. That's the five that we're talking about here. And they also have Matthew Libertor as well. Yes. So I think it's probably set. I mean, how many starters are they going to have? Like, let's be honest. They really already have six guys really in contention. Because I think Libertor will be in contention for a starting spot in spring training. Um, so you really already have just six already there. So, what are you going to add to it? Especially, too, when you just brought in two veterans who they're starting. Gibson and Lynn are starting. They're not going to go in the bullpen, I would assume. So, I'd say it's probably fair. Michael, the Cardinals rotation is set. Sonny Gray, Miles Nicholas, Lenslin, Stephen Matz, Kyle Gibson, fair or foul? Um, I'm going to say foul. I'm not too terrified of that lineup. I mean, it's okay. I mean... What what kind of what I think Derek was saying, it scares me because it is the Cardinals. Like, for some reason, they just have baseball figured out. If you take last year out of it, I mean, they're they're always in the thick of it in the in the uh, central NL. So uh, I I know being as a, uh, you know, Cincinnati guy here, the Reds, that's probably their their worst nightmare is seeing the Cardinals be good again. So um, I, I think foul, I mean, Sunny Gray's, I think it's they, you know, kudos to them for putting together you know, big names in the free agency and going after it. But I mean, would anyone be surprised if Sonny Gray digresses a little less? You know, I don't expect him to be in the Cy Young uh, conversation again. Maybe that's just the salty Yankee in me seeing he, he was a future, uh, past Yankee. But I mean, I'd be surprised. Um, I think we'll see. Um, they, they're going to have a lot of young talent in that central to deal with. A lot of hot bats, at least I know from the Cincinnati side. So time will tell. Yeah, I think with the same thing, I I was saying uh, it's fun to dunk on the Yankees because they were bad all of a sudden. I think kind of the same thing with the Cardinals. You got to think the year before this, the or before this season rather, the Cardinals made the playoffs the previous four years. It's historically a great franchise. They have great players. I, I'm really not at all convinced of um, Ali Marmol. I I think that he's something going on there that I'm not. I, I think that there should be a little more finger pointing, and, and we can get into that another time, but. Um, I mean, you've got great players on this team. You're adding a Cy Young finalist. Um, Kyle Gibson ate some innings for the Orioles, which is what they wanted him to do. He stayed healthy. He made, I think, 30 starts or, you know, up there. I'd have to double check myself there, but it's up there. I mean, he did not miss significant time, if any. Um, they want that same thing from him. They want him to be that lockdown guy uh, just in terms of get the outs, Lance Lynn, same thing. I get it. I think that this is definitely one of those um, they could really be onto something, and and you know it, it, it's, it's all going to be hindsight, I guess is what I'm trying to say, right? If it turns out well, we're going to go right. I, I can see the game plan here, and yes, their game plan worked. If it turns out to suck, we're going to say, yeah, duh. I mean, these guys were old, and we could tell that they were going to suck soon, you know. So I think I think um, that narrative is going to write itself. I'm going to say fair that they're 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 done forming that rotation. Uh, um, but 
only time will tell how it actually goes. Joey, if you're with us, the Cardinals rotation, is it set? Are they done with it? Fair or foul? You can talk. Guys, I just want you to remember the spirit of Joey. The spirit of Joey is always with you guys, even when my computer glitches out. And I'm sure you can just channel me whenever you need to, if, if, if I'm ever not here. You can just think of what my take would be. I love what the Cardinals have done. They've gone out. They've got manageable, relatively cheap options. I mean, Sonny Gray is a Cy Young finalist, and he's getting like this very moderate deal. I think it's great for them. In a league that overvalues velocity, they're going out and getting these low-velocity, I don't, want, I don't want to call them junk ballers, but, you know, crafty guys. And, you know, even Bill James, junk ballers I mean, Bill that James give up junk said balls this. Bill James said stands. in a league where they overvalue velocity, it makes sense to come after low-velocity guys. It makes sense. Go, go where you can find value. They're getting value from their pitching. I think their rotation's serviceable enough to serve as a playoff rotation. You know, will it be the best rotation in baseball? No. Will it be a f- top five or top ten? I think certainly it could be, and it looks like a, uh, a rotation that could definitely go into the playoffs. You get a lot of veterans, a lot of guys who aren't as prone to injury. I, I, I like their team a lot, and I like the way they've built the rotation, and it flies in the face of the overly analytical people who are all about velocity, velocity, velocity. You know, there's still room in the game for these guys that aren't flamethrowers. They went, they found reasonable, moderate options to fill out their rotation. And also, they greatly changed the pitching market by doing this. Because now, I mean, there really are very few mid-level options in the free agent starting pitching market. They pretty much nabbed all of them up where all the big teams were distracted. All the big teams were distracted getting, you know, like, when a, you know, a lion. You ever see a lion before, Derek? You, ever, you know what it feels like to be a lion, Derek? Like an animal? With adrenaline, How would I know? you know, they go and they attack the zebra and they eat the liver first because it's the most nutritious, right? Well, all of these different animals, all of these different teams are coming for the liver, coming for Yamamoto, Montgomery, Snell. That's what they're all fighting over. What do the Cardinals do? They come in like, like a, not another bird, like a hawk, like a uh, another scavenger. They come in and you know what? They're taking the lungs. No one's going after the lungs. They're coming in and taking that while everyone's fighting over the liver. And at the end of the day, who's going to be hungrier? Well, I'm going to tell you one thing. There are going to be some baseball teams, some rich teams left in the dust. Because Yamamoto, Snell, and Montgomery are three people. Okay? There's going to be some teams left in the dust. And while you can say the Cardinals didn't go after them, the Cardinals are not going home hungry. They're only missing Jordan Lyles from this rotation. you got a family of four. Do not sit in the outfield. Um, Joey, it, it's it's hard um, when you say, I know I have Wi-Fi issues. Just imagine what my take would be because I, I could never drum that up in a million years. So I, I always appreciate you being here. Um, one name that's been on my mind this offseason is Joey Votto. He's been looking for a job for the first time in a really long time. <laughs> and um, And I've just been thinking about him, wondering what he's going to be up to, wondering what he's going to do. Michael, I want to go to you uh, for this one. Joey Votto will return to the Reds. He will sign to the Reds. Is this sign with the Reds rather? Is this fair or foul? Is he going to make that reunion? Is he going to do that farewell tour? Is he going to pack it up? What do you think? The statement he's going to return to the Reds, fair or foul? Uh, I am going to say foul, uh, just because, in my opinion, if 
if this was going to be a thing that happened where he was going to, you know, decline him and then resign, I think it would have happened a lot smoother than it did. I think it just kind of came on a random Saturday that the Reds not going to sign him, and that was it. And it kind of left some people, you know, here in Cincinnati a little weirded out because it's like this dude has been Cincinnati's darling for the last 20 years, and he didn't even get like an Instagram post saying goodbye, nothing. It was just like a, a press conference statement, you know, no nothing. Um, so it was, I don't know, it was a little weird. I think that probably rubbed him the wrong way. I mean, in his eyes, he thinks he, you know, the reason why they couldn't come to some sort of agreements is he wants to, he wants to play more. He, he doesn't want to be that secondary option. He wants to be an everyday guy, which I don't know how many teams at 40 years old is going to sign him to be that everyday guy. I think, you know, the most likely option is maybe come back as a red. I think the guy should just retire. I mean, he had a great career. Unless you, you know, can go be a bench player on the Braves or something, what do you got, you know, where, you know, what do you got to lose? So, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think he, I think he's done. I think he probably realizes it towards the end of this offseason that, that everyday baseball life is just not for 40 year olds. So, um, I don't, I don't see it happening. Joey, the other Joey, Joey Votto returns to the Reds, fair or foul? Joey's having issues, so you know what? I'll just go and spare Joey um, while Joey figures his stuff out. Um, I'll spare him for a minute, um, and I'll just go and say foul just because there's no room on this Reds team for him. Um, like, let's be honest. I mean, even if you want to look at, you know, they have – you look at first base, they have Christian Arncanacio and Strand there. Um, Spencer Steer, who's slotted in for left field probably next year, He's the guy who can play first base, right? Their DH spot right now is currently covered, is projected to be covered by Jonathan India because you have Matt McLean at second base, because you have Ellie De La Cruz at shortstop. I mean, sorry, because you have Ellie De La Cruz at, uh, you have Ellie De La Cruz, one of Ellie De La Cruz at short and one of Noel V. Marte at third. One of them at short, one of them at third, right? So your infield's literally covered. You, like, Encarnacion Strand's not moving to the outfield. You already have moved since you already moved Spencer Steer to the outfield, and he last year I think played first, second, third, and the outfield. Um, your DH spot currently is taken up by Jonathan India, who's a second baseman, uh, because you have another guy Matt McLean who is playing second base. Um, there's just no room, really. Um, that's all it comes down to. They just don't have room for him. Um, at best, he'd be a platoon option for them and that's at best I, I think he'd probably bench that and i think the reds don't want to just stick him on the bench all year and i don't think the reds feel that should be his send-off by just riding the bench pretty much all year um and i think for the reds the reds are also kind of saying you know what we hope you can go find everyday baseball elsewhere um because it's not going to happen here and i think joey Votto would probably like to play every day uh, if he is going to continue to play um, and that's not happening in Cincinnati. So I think it was kind of a somewhat mutual kind of parting of ways and like, you know, because he just doesn't really fit for them. So I'm saying it's foul. Joey, are you with us? Joey Votto returns to the Reds. Fair or foul? You're Joey muted. Votto, my, Joey, my you're namesake. Muted. Oh, my God. Um, I believe he becomes, you are still muted, well, Joey. You want my prediction? I think it's good that he's leaving the Reds, <laughs> okay. to be honest. Okay, whatever. <laughs> just kidding. Am I muted? Am I oh, muted? I was going to say, oh, just to, well, yeah, just to add on to that, I mean, last year he set a career high for ground I'm balls, muted? pop-outs, and, like, pulls. So, I mean, like, he's not really, like, attra- I don't think he's attracting much suitors as he thinks he is. Like, he wants to be an everyday player. Like, honestly, man, like, just see what, you know, that uh, 
this Reds team, like, you know, Derek was saying, has a lot of talent. Like, you might as well just, like, take that veteran minimum, be, you know, ride the wave. And, you know, if you get to play every couple days, you get to play every couple days. But, like, I don't understand. Like, you could be that, you could be that veteran, you know, leadership that they were looking for this year. You know, he missed a lot of time this year. But I think it was, like, kind of like, you know, the vibes were okay this year until they realized that he probably wasn't coming back. But he seemed like kind of like the, you know, the fun uncle to this young, really young, fun team. So, like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like it would be good if he just took a veteran minimum and rode the bench. I mean, obviously it's not the send off he deserves, but at least you get a send off. <laughs> exactly, Michael. That's how I feel. I feel kind of like beggars can't be choosers. You know, uh, you can't be uh, just getting out of your. Joey Votto was going to be an Oakland A. That's my prediction. <laughs> Here, here, here's aye, aye, you, aye. Can't, you can't come out of your age 39 season hitting 202 with a negative war and not having played a full season, only one full season in the past five years, and like think you're gonna play every day. I think that that's just like a little uh, too sure of yourself. I agree with what you're saying, Michael. I think you should just accept the fact that um, you know uh, playoff teams, other than the Reds, playoff teams are not gonna be calling they're just not and maybe just kind of accept that you're going to be the 26 guy and let that be okay and let this be your time to um pass on what you do know i mean the guy was an on-base machine for a decade i mean it was ridiculous pass on what you do know get pulled out of a game early on september 25th and get to wave to the crowd and do the thing you know and and maybe that's just um me being sentimental but i think this is a weird way to go. I don't think you should do that. If they're okay with you riding the bench, ride the bench, have your farewell tour, let everybody give you a gift um, in, in every city that you visit, and then and then hang them up. And I think that maybe that, the Reds weren't okay with that, though. I feel like maybe I don't know. Oh, I feel oh, like for that I amount of money, though. I mean, if you if you if yeah, exactly. says, I will sign. Is he a Hall of Famer, nothing. though? I mean, I think is he, he is. a Hall of Famer, though. I think he is. I Maybe. think he's. I think I'd have, he's a I'd have Hall to look. I'd have, I'd have he's, to play he's, the I was a kid. He's for sure a Cincinnati Hall of Famer. I mean, yeah. that's oh, that's yeah. nothing. He's, yeah. he's borderline. I think I, I, I'd have to look at the numbers. Also, I don't think he played for Oakland. Yeah. I don't think he starts. They he's have Brian Oda at first base, and they have Brent Rooker at DH. I don't think he's playing for Oakland. <laughs> anyway, well, I think ahead. Oakland. Are, listen, I was trying to. Get, I think there's. I think, I think there's a scrub team. That would give Voto a uh, a full time playing job. I, I thought it was the A's. Apparently, I'm wrong. But uh, this there's a team out there that's bad enough to give him a DH job or something. But uh, I think he's a Hall of Famer. He never won any big team accomplishments because the Reds have basically been terrible his entire career, which is I think really sad. And it's gonna be really sad if they like win something this year and he's not on the team. That's gonna be depressing. But. I think he's a I think he's a Hall of Famer. Maybe not first ballot, but I, I definitely think he's a Hall of Famer. Um, okay. We're gonna move to um the NFL because this has been this has been a Boston sports story if I've ever seen one. So um for year we listen, we we don't need the backstory. For years and years and years, the Patriots are great, Bill Belichick is great, Tom Brady is great. Tom Brady leaves, wins the Super Bowl somewhere else. We start going, wait a minute, who was the real mastermind in New England? And now you are looking at a New England Patriots team that is two and nine. Two and nine. Derek, you're shaking your head. The fair or foul here is 
the Patriots are going to fire Bill Belichick. Maybe not at the end of this year, maybe not during the season. Before next season, Bill Belichick will be fired. Is that fair or foul? I want to say it's foul. But I don't think he's going to coach the team. He's going to be with the team next year. I don't think he gets fired. But I don't think he's with the team next year. Either I think he retires or I think it's more likely he gets traded and a team, different team trades for him. I think that might be more likely. Um, Belichick as a coach, I still believe is still a good coach. Um, I think as a general manager, he is horrific and should not be the general manager. Uh, the Patriots also have one of the smallest front offices, um, thanks to Belichick. Um, and a big part of that, too, is uh, everyone, anyone remembers, I forget which draft, I forget if it was like 2017 or 2018, whichever one it was. Um, it was the year they took Nikhil Harry, essentially. Uh, and at that pick, all, pretty much all the scouts and most of the front office that was there wanted either A.J. Brown, uh, they wanted A.J. Brown, or even D.K. Metcalf as their second option. And Bill was like, no, I want Nikhil Harry. No one else wanted Nikhil Harry. He still took Nikhil Harry. And then all this, a bunch of the front office people were like, you're not going to listen to us? Fine. You don't need us. We're leaving. See ya. Adios. We'll go work for someone who actually listens to us. So that's the story that I've seen. Um, so, I mean, that just kind of tells you all you need to know. Like, come on. Like, and you drafted Nikhil Harry. Every, I feel like every single year. I mean, the guy drafted Sony Michelle, picked the right position, right school, picked the wrong running back, and should have taken Nick Chubb. But, I mean, you can't get closer. Right position, right school, got it on the money, and you still picked the wrong. Um, he got lucky. Christian Gonzalez fell on his lap this past year. He got lucky. The 2022 draft class looks horrendous. Um, it just see ya, adios. I don't, I don't need you here. Um. Love, grateful for what he's done, but he cannot be the GM of the team, and he's not going to just give away his GM duties. So the only way to get rid of him, you got to get rid of him as a coach too. Uh, and I, and I think the way that's going to happen, I think it'll be from a trade. So in terms of him getting fired, I don't think that'll happen. So I'll say that's foul. But I don't think he's coaching the Patriots next year. Michael, this is the guy who thought he could go from Tom Brady to Mac Jones. The guy who's hold on, that almost worked. Hold on, hey, hey, that almost worked. Who, who oh, seems to a... find um, the bench every day before the game? And oh, I can't hear Pat. Uh, That's funny. The two and nine New England Patriots. Is Bill Belichick going to be fired, fair or foul? Uh, well, to start this segment, I would have said foul because you don't fire the third winning winningest coach in the NFL. Um, I agree with Derek. I think the GM duties have to go somewhere else or, you know, whether you, whether it's public or not, I think he should not be making the decisions. I think the last, you know, with the last five years, you know, like you said, you know, Derek was saying it, it hasn't been good. And then, you know, you go from Mac Jones and then, you know, you bench him every year just to go to Bailey Zappi. So you got no one in the, in the realms, you got no one cooking that falls directly on a GM. Um, so in my opinion, I say fair because I don't think Bill Belichick gives up the GM without leaving the coaching duties as well. I think, you know, maybe it's ego. What, you know, I know there's been history with him and Kraft with the whole Brady thing. Um, I personally see like him 
coaching a different team. I don't know if it's a trade, but I see them, you know, maybe having that discussion. Things get thrown around in the off season and they just mutually part ways. Can I also add too, real quick? I think the Patriots trade for their next head coach too because I think they want my. I Grable. need to. I need to. I need to get in on this, Gary. Before Joey drops out again, go ahead. Yeah, come on, come. Bill Belichick, in my mind, has built up a lot of credit. Now, I don't know if the current Boston sports radio take is that he should be fired. Is like Tony Maz and all those guys saying Belichick should be fired. I don't know if they're there. I haven't been listening to that. That might be the angry sports radio take. But in my opinion, in my opinion, you cannot judge Belichick based off of drafting Mac Jones. You, you can't do that to him. That's entirely unfair. The guy was the best coach in the NFL for 20 years. You let him fa- – I, I think Belichick has enough humility where if he really did think he didn't have it, he would retire on his own before he disgraced his own reputation. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Belichick would be staying in this league if he thought, wow, I'm going to soil myself over the next three years and get destroyed. I don't think he'd put himself through that. I still think he – can win. I think he knows how to win. And I think it doesn't matter because we he won for 20 years. He's built up credit. He doesn't deserve to be cut off after one awful season. All right. He made the playoffs with Mac Jones once. Should we have kept Brady? Yeah, I think that's true. I think we should have kept Brady and let him retire here. That didn't happen. And, you know, there's an ego thing. Does Belichick want to win one without Brady? Yeah, he totally does. Let him try and do that. Don't rob him of that opportunity and don't rob him of having a graceful exit. If he wants to leave football, let him leave on his own accord. You know, if we're, you know, if, if now if in three or four years we're talking about this again, we've had a bunch of losing seasons that, yes, I understand you. We've had one really bad season. The guy is a genius. He's a football genius. He's the best coach to ever exist in football. Let him. Let him have a couple of seasons to cook. Let him have a rebuild. The poor guy. Let him have his rebuild. Five years since you won a playoff game. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, yes. Also, too, I, the guy sucks as a GM, like I said. Yes. I, 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 we could keep talking about this, but Joey is here, and I have to get Joey's opinion on this last question. So we're going to squeeze it in. Joey, our final fair or foul is... Uh, the big fat guy in the red suit is coming in just a couple weeks, and we know that he brings presents to those kids who are naughty. No, to are nice and cold to those kids who are naughty. And so, my question for you, Joey, our friend Luke, will Santa be bringing Luke coal for Christmas? Fair or foul? You know, I'm on the top of Santa's nice list. You know, this is a well-known thing. Me and my people in the North Pole, they tell Santa they get me the best gifts, folks. Luke, I called Santa specifically and I said, this Luke guy, you know, he lives in Texas. There's not even any snow there, Santa Claus. There's no snow. How do you even know if it's Christmas in Texas? It's just desert. And Santa agreed with me. So Luke's going to be getting coal and maybe he can use that to power his house or to feed to his to himself, use his food. I, I don't know. Maybe he can blacken his hands up like a like a chimney sweep and and do the the bit from Mary Poppins. I don't know. Luke's getting cold for his bad takes all season. He's been getting a little better lately. I was saying this. He's been getting better lately. 
but we need a whole year of improvement. And then not only will Santa get Luke a gift, but I'll get Luke a gift. And that is the gift of my love and appreciation. Michael, you are lucky you get to work with him the least. I mean, uh, I know you've had limited experience with him, but uh, is is Luke going to get coal for Christmas fair or foul? Uh, yes, in my family, we we were raised as all Red Sox fans get coal and all Yankees fans gets the best presents. So uh, personally, I've talked to Santa and I know Joey is lying as he wears, he dons the Red Sox gear. Um, so good try, but that's not how this goes. <laughs> I like that. Derek, uh, you're the final thought here. Luke's getting cold for Christmas. Uh, it's right around the corner. Fair or foul? This is this is fair crush about 700 feet. This is the this is a fair, fair, and like a fair and gone out of the stadium. Furthest home run ever hit. This is um, this is Mark McGuire aiming for the open windows at Chase Field. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, this day is a moon ball you'll never cold. see and probably is going to kill a family of four out in the street walking walking their dog maybe. I don't know. Um, Santa's the pointing his shot. He's like the day pointing a shot. <laughs> Santa's going to hit that coal from the North Pole and smack it all the way right into the stocking. That's how fair it is. Um, the, the, the amount of hot takes I've heard from Luke some of them are good. Other ones make me want to pull my brains out. Um, I love them, but you're you're getting gold for Christmas. Although, let's be honest, you probably all are, but, like, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> all right, guys. That's a perfect way to end the show. And just under our 60-minute mark, too, as we all know. Is- Wait, Pat, is he getting coal? Well, I want to know. Yeah, I mean, fair. You guys said it, you guys said it best. Like, I, can't, I can't add on to that anymore. Um, okay. We're going to wrap. We're going to wrap. So uh, thanks for tuning in, folks, this midweek show. We know the schedule's been a little crazy, but uh, it is what it is. When there's no baseball happening, we're going to be in your ears as much as we can with fun shows like this. And I'm happy to finally make my way into the midweek rotation and hope to be talking to these guys again soon. I, I, I thank them for letting me onto their show this week. Um, in the meantime, before the next episode, all the places you can find us, our website, LeecherBrawls.com. We've got some Yankee stuff, some Red Sox stuff, some Between the Lines stuff. I'm writing about sports documentaries next week. Uh, uh, Caroline wrote a great piece about the Yankees today and and some Yankees um, offseason acquisition targets. You guys should check out over there. Uh, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, that's our main social media hub. You can find all of our Twitter pages in the description of this episode this podcast wherever you find it you can leave us a nice review rate us five stars hit that subscribe button so when we do post episodes that go directly into your ears uh i'm gonna go ahead and sign off for all these guys my name is pat for derek for michael for joey thank you guys for being here for sticking with us through the no news we hope to be with you with some news soon and uh we'll see you next time